Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 47. We are looking at John chapter 19, starting with verse 38 through chapter 20, verse 10. So the scene is Jesus's burial and the empty tomb. Yeah. Giving it away. <laughs> This is, uh, again, really, really exciting, uh, uh, not only uh, in episode, but I mean, when we look at the scripture, this is the heart of um, the Christian faith. Again, as Paul says, if Jesus is not raised from the dead, then we're men and women most miserable. Everything is in vain. Um, we, we, all of the stuff that we do, it doesn't make any sense. But let me start with a question. What are some, what's some exciting news you've heard this week? Or, or this week or in the last I, couple of weeks? I can give you some this week. This is, and I'm, tonight, my brother and sister-in-law are coming over for dinner. And so, a little backstory, we have tried for a couple, I think it's been months actually, to have, get together with my sister-in-law. They live in Royal Oak. And just for a variety of reasons, make a plan, have to cancel the plan, make the plan, have to cancel the plan. So, um, Jill was going to come for dinner, and then I just found last, out last night that my brother is coming as well. So nice, very nice, fun. We'll get to nice. have dinner all together. Nice, nice. Um, for me, it, it's um, it, it actually happened last week where um, one of the uh, former MSU football players um, um, got baptized, and oh, cool. uh, he asked me and Emmanuel Boating to baptize him. And so um, that was that was exciting, and he he wanted to be baptized. He wanted to express his faith uh, through baptism. The other exciting thing he's had such an impact on his roommate um, that his roommate this coming weekend is getting baptized with his girlfriend. Um, he's from the Louisiana area, and so he's going to be going back to Louisiana oh, um, to be baptized. And so that was like like that's. That's exact. That's why we do what we do. Absolutely. Um, these are individuals who believed Jesus, mm-hmm. and they wanted to express that belief through through baptism. And so, um, so yeah, that that's exciting news for me. That is very and, cool. Um, so, but why are we talking about this? Because we we are we, we have a contrast of 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 news uh, or a contrast of information and announcements. On one hand, we left Jesus dead, or at least on the cross, last mm-hmm. episode, and we now go to the, the burial, which seems still kind of despondent, and yet we see that um, that despondency being disrupted by really, really good news, yeah. and uh, the good news, obviously, of the, the empty tomb. And so, um, so, so what, what, when you look at this passage, what are some things that, that grab your attention uh, right off the bat? Well, I thought it was very interesting, all of the specific details there yeah. that are given. We're, we are given names, you know, Joseph of Arimathea, um, Nicodemus is named, amounts of spices, like 75 pounds of myrrh and aloe, a lot. specific locations are mentioned. So I think all of that obviously is not accidental Yeah, because that not. could have been just generally described, yep. but instead names, amounts, locations. I think John wants us to know. This, these are facts. Yeah. 
This was a real thing because what's about to happen is pretty crazy. (laughs) You know, Uh, he's been dead and he's not anymore. So John is about to preach. uh John is laying it out like these are actual. I have the details. This isn't just a fuzzy memory or it might have happened like this. Like these are the facts. Super, super important. And again, we've been talking to you throughout periodically throughout out the this season about paying attention to Bible things, um, whether it is words or phrases. And this in, in this case, paying attention to details. Mm-hmm. Details suggest, as you mentioned, that that this wasn't hearsay. This is something that he saw. And and again, I think we mentioned it last episode, we can trust what we're reading yeah. as truth, as something that someone saw and not something that was a made-up, fictitious story. When you see details, when you see names, when you see locations, it's a really, really good indicator that, oh, wait a minute, this is this is something that I can believe because this person actually witnessed this and they're writing down um, these details in, uh, in Scripture. So a very, just, again, a very good point of noticing, uh, noticing the details of the passage. Um, I, uh, and speaking of those details, these names that are named Joseph of Arimathea and yeah. Nicodemus and how they're described too, yeah. Yeah. Um, where it says that Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because of his fear of the Jews and Nicodemus, which we remember from previously a previous episode, he came to Jesus at night yeah. to figure yeah. out, Hey, who are you? I think, you know, so we have two people, followers of Jesus who up until this moment have been secretive and hiding about their beliefs. We don't have any secret disciples today, do we? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we get it, don't we? Like, you can understand, uh, oh, well, I just don't want to stand out. I'm just going to sit here and just be quiet in this conversation rather than draw attention to the fact that whatever it is, the tone of the conversation, the topic of the conversation is not one that I would support. Yeah. Um, and there's and there's no judgment in, in asking right. that question. It is it really is you know three fingers pointed back at ourselves, right? Um, but but you you notice something they come out of hiding. They do, and so that we can celebrate. Like yeah. they have been yeah. in secret, but now, I mean, really at the most dangerous time, I absolutely would think, to be to let their following of Jesus be known. They do. Absolutely. They step up and they say, "All right, I'm not going to hide anymore." I, and they go to these lengths to take care of Jesus's body. Yeah. So they are, they are not in hiding anymore. Now they're yeah. going to be, it would, I mean, and it is, we know who they are. Yeah. It is noted that they were the ones who took yeah. care of Jesus's and, body along with the women. And I think it goes to show you that um, there, there's probably growth in their commitment to Jesus. Yeah. And I love that, that, that our journey, some people, you know, they, they commit to Jesus and they're full, full bore. And, and again, everyone continues to grow, but, but these individuals, um, Joseph and Nicodemus, they are, we see their growth, their trajectory of being secret disciples. And now they are, um, they are, uh, they are committed to Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. in this, in this moment. And I love the fact that they do come out of hiding and Joseph says, Hey, he can have my tomb. Um, my, I just purchased a tomb and, um, and he can have it, which again, we're going to get to this in a few minutes, um, that, uh, one of the reasons why people say they don't believe the resurrection is because, um, the disciples went to the wrong tomb, 
but but Joseph, this he knows where his tomb is, yeah, and and it's unmistakable. Uh, but that he would be so generous, so kind to say that no, Jesus is my rabbi, and um, and and again, just like the disciples, do these guys know what's coming in the next day? I don't know, but their commitment to Jesus is very real, so real that they're present at the tomb uh, in a pretty, as you as you mentioned, a dangerous time. And then Joseph even says, "Hey, I paid a lot of money for this, but it can Jesus can have it as we get ready to bury him." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, I, even to your point about the argument, well, maybe they went to the wrong tomb. This is just a couple days later right. when chapter 20 starts up. Right. So it is not as if all this time has passed and, oh, I used to drive here all the time and now I can't remember <laughs> exactly how to get there. That is not the situation here. Right. Right. They, so um, so who goes to the, t- the tomb first? We have Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb while it's still dark and she sees that the, the stone has been removed. Yeah. So she runs to the disciples. Yep. And then just describe this scene here a little bit, how this plays out. Yeah, we, we see Peter and uh, and the other disciple. John probably is considering himself the other mm. disciple. And they both run, um, they run to the tomb. And John, being the younger man, he probably outruns Peter. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the tomb and he looks inside. And I want to draw attention to... Um, the three times the word saw is used in this passage. So John gets there and he looks in and he saw the the linen cloth. Yeah, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but didn't go in. So that word saw is just a glance. He just kind of glanced in, uh, okay. And, um, And then Peter arrives and then he comes in and he looks and he saw. Now Peter has, a, he's taking a deeper look. So we see kind of the gradation of, of looks and, and, um, and observation. So Peter sees it and said, like, wow, there's something here. And he sees that the linen cloths are folded up uh, in place by itself. So Peter looks and says, okay, there, there's something here. And then John comes back and he looks again mm-hmm. and he saw, and this time he not only takes a glance, but he takes a deeper and deeper look to say, whoa, that this is real. Because the next word we see, he saw and believed. He saw and believed. There's our word again. So he believed the resurrection. And the key to this is, is that when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to his, his death and his resurrection, we just can't glance and then believe. We just can't take like um, kind of a casual look and then believe. It is about taking a deeper look, a deeper look, sitting with it a while to say, is all of this real? Was his death real? Was his death for me real? Is his resurrection real? Yeah. So let me investigate and take a deeper look so that if I'm going to believe, I'm placing my trust on solid ground, solid facts, of the death and resurrection of Jesus. So I, I love the the way John, and John is very, very intentional. He's very intentional with, with light and dark and details. And even to this point, he has these three saws, if you will, mm-hmm. and they all have a different nuance. Uh, ultimately, John saying, I saw, and you know something, I believed I'm placing my trust in the fact that Jesus was dead and now he's alive. Yeah. 
I think that is powerful to think about for someone's initial commitment to Jesus, you know, and it, yeah. it's not, what we're not saying is intellectual assent or, oh yeah, he was a real person yeah. recognizing Jesus as a historical figure, but this belief that is Lord and Savior, yeah. full commitment, yeah. that's true at the beginning of our relationship with Jesus. And then that's true throughout as well. Yeah. Are, what does that look like? Are we continuing to just glance Jesus's way every once in a while? You know, hey, Thanks. Thanks for that uh, beautiful sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, I'm in trouble here. Can you, yeah, that's can a, you come that's help a good, me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we just glancing over at Jesus? Just a, that quick saw? Or are we fully committed yeah. and dwelling? And back to that uh, abiding that we talked about yeah, in early. John 15. Absolutely. This, that is what that looks like. It's not yeah. just a courtesy glance. Yeah. I like that. Throughout our yeah. day yeah. at Jesus. But is he, are we truly dwelling, abiding in him? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, um, man, this is such an important, important passage. And, and just kind of going back just a tad bit, um, the, reason why we can believe the resurrection, the reason why we can stoop like John and look and see is because you don't bury things that are alive. Mm -hmm. You bury things and people that are dead. And so just in case there are people who say, well, he swooned or he was, you know, he was just unconscious. Um, no, they brought spices and they um, had a tomb because Jesus actually died, which makes the resurrection even more incredible, is um, is that he, again, once dead, now alive, and it is placing our trust and faith in the fact that Jesus rose again. And Paul says it, we, we, we alluded to this, that if the resurrection is not true, then everything that we do is is uh is inconsequential we can just we we can we can turn this you know turn the building into you know a skating rink or whatever we can you know have a bonfire with bibles and and we we can sing you know pop songs instead of you know christian songs <laughs> like like seriously i mean this is it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah because uh, the resurrection isn't true, but Paul comes back and says, but he was raised from the dead. Yeah. And um, and this is one of the most exciting pieces of news that the world has ever seen or has ever heard. And it's up to us to be able to not only embody this truth, but also talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus, uh, the reality of it, how true it is, and inviting people to trust and believe. We can't force people to believe, right. but we can, um, we can you know, share this good news with them and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to work on their lives to help them believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I think about what can I believe about God, myself and others from this passage, I like the details that are included here. Yeah. Like it yeah. is not intellectually stupid yeah. to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. It does take faith for sure, but it's not this just ridiculousness. So I love that, that John included those details that we can know there are facts that support um, this hugely consequential event in history that changed our lives. That Absolutely. we're, as you said, we've got to believe that this is true or the rest of what we're doing here, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I love 
that challenge to to continue to see? And am I seeing and believing and continuing to grow, continuing to abide, continuing to dwell in my relationship with Jesus, understanding who he is, his love for me, and his plan for me? Yeah, I think for me, um, it is, um, I, I think, fairly simple. He was dead, and now he's alive. Hmm. And... Um, and that is the driver behind all that I do, all that we do. Um, I, I think if that is true, um, the other point is then I need to become just like uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus and come out of hiding. Yeah. Um, and when God presents those opportunities to stand up for Jesus, show up for Jesus, um, and give for Jesus, um, I need to be willing to put all of my poker, my poker chips in the middle of the table and, uh, and say, yeah, I'm all in all with in. this one who was dead and now alive. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you friends for joining us. Um, if you have not done so, would you take time to share the podcast with a friend and rate and review the podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple podcasts, um, that helps other people find our podcast. And we would love to have your support in that. Have a great day.